Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. Enjoy the show. Are sure. We're recording. We are recording right now. Yep. All right. I'm cutting that out. Why? <laughs> it's not. Don't cut that out. That's good stuff. It's organic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know we were going for People organic. pay top dollar for that organic stuff. Yep, <laughs> they do. That's true. So, so what's going on? I can run again. Really? <laughs> yes. Did you yeah. learn this from like feeling like, okay, I'm ready or like, a, no. was it a, a need like you were note? being chased or something? Nope. Uh, no, I no. Well, oh, I, I doctor, mean, you went in to see the doctor and the doctor said, if you want to leave here mm-hmm. with me signing you off, you need, I want to, I want to see yep. you on an incline <laughs> treadmill. Let's go. No, there was none of that. Oh. Oh. No. Oh. So for quite some time, I mean, if it was, if it was so to get everybody up to speed who may not know i ruptured my achilles last I think everybody knows. july mm-hmm. well we get new people all the time yeah you have to assume okay. that there might be they some can't they can't it, see uh his his gangster limp over the last it, year right? well, it's so. okay, that's a I, like point. if you want to know how it happened imagine that scene from hercules mm-hmm. where it's danny devito who flicks the statue of achilles, achilles and yeah. like it just crumbles down. That was Ryan for was Ryan. a little over a year. So I ruptured my Achilles in Alaska, July 13th of the year of our Lord, 2022. Mm-hmm. And now you can make fun of me if you want to, but yesterday, as we record this, yesterday, I found out, you all know who Rob Lowe is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, heard, you've heard of him? Oh, yep. Love Famous. Rob Lowe. Evidently, he auditioned. For the part that Kevin Bacon played in the movie Footloose. Really? However, he did not get the part. Do you want to know why? Why? Ruptured his Achilles. No. He blew blew out his ACL. Really? While he was dancing, Uh. auditioning for Footloose. Yourself too. So you are. No, I'm say, no. What I'm saying is that Rob Lowe at that time had to have been in his twenties. Mm-hmm. I was well into my forties. Yes. When I when I hurt myself, mm-hmm. so I feel like nobody should be making fun of me for Although, rupturing okay, my Achilles. The ACL Achilles. is the knee, right? Yeah. Yes. Isn't that it's easier the, to do? I think the ACL is the anterior cruciate ligament of your knee. Yeah. Here, Ryan, I'll give I you just, I'll I, give you some clout on this. I know of now three people who have ruptured things like ACL Achilles while dancing. Okay. Rob Lowe now while he was auditioning for a major TV film. Yep. Sarah Evans did it on Dancing with the Stars in the early two thousands. Really? I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, yeah, and now you have done it in an Alaskan church doing the church clap. Dancing is dangerous. Of, it is. All Watch I out. know I mean, is Footloose apparently had a point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> All I know is is that what you're uh, supporting is that uh, Kevin Bacon was wrong, and the pastor was right all along. Mm-hmm. Dancing ruins lives. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't just, say it ruined my life. It, it what makes I you want to go back to though, say because in the Bible it says David danced, but did David also rupture his Achilles? He uh, didn't. Uh, no. He also danced naked uh, oh. before the Lord, so maybe yeah. that's part that's of a the, little different. Yep. <laughs> Because Ryan was wearing shoes. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's because I had shoes on. It's it's the but, support and, of those and because Nikes. I would have gotten arrested otherwise. So anyway, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is, I went and saw my surgeon. So for quite some time, if it was a matter of I'm going to get hit by that bus, I could I could you know run Skedaddle. my way across the street. Yep. But I wasn't sure how much I could actually do. So and I had some other questions like last winter. I, I, there were times I thought I can't walk. 
mm-hmm. can't live this way. Mm-hmm. So I went and I saw him and said, hey, man, this last winter, it hurt. Like when it was cold, it was terrible. And once it got warm, it wasn't so bad anymore. Like, am I going to have to do a doc holiday and move to the desert southwest so that I can not be in pain? What he told me, which I did not know before, which would have been nice to know, is that the cords that he used to stitch me all back together. Yeah are made of different things, including crushed bone. I know. But they're fluid-filled. Okay. Oh, so you freeze? <laughs> so I froze <laughs> last winter. <laughs> yes. So you have ice packs in I, your I, Achilles tendon. I was freezing up solid. Uh-huh. So had I known that, I'd have gone to Shields and got some of those foot warmers and jammed them down the back of my shoe, yes. but I didn't know that. So anyway... This eventually will resolve itself. This winter it might be a little tough again, but supposedly you got to get like a automatic start for your ankle. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Warm it up before you go out. I'd, have, I'd have had a, you know, I'd have put some pads. wool socks on or something. You know, like how they have heated gloves. You need yeah. to get like heated mm-hmm. socks. They make them right, yeah. like an automatic one. Yeah. So anyway, he said that I can start jogging and running again. Well, that's good. So I did. Do you have to make sure that you're. I got a Achilles wicked Charlie horse in my calves. <laughs> What's that? Do you have to make sure it's not frozen before you start running? No, it's good now because okay. it's hot outside. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> so there's the update on my rupture. Is that really what the doctor said to you? Your ankle is freezing? Well, no. He, your internal body temperature, that, that, 98.6 that, degrees yeah, or something? That's a very narrow. Maybe yeah. it's not well, that's true. It's kind of like, you know how like old ladies' fingers are always cold? Yeah. Or me? It's probably like that. So when he did the surgery. <laughs> or me? When when they did the surgery and they talked about potential adverse side effects, one of them they was talk about it freezing. No, he didn't mention that, mm-hmm. but he did mention the fact that it is a thin layer of skin between the Achilles oh, sure. and the outside mm-hmm. air, yeah. and so because of that, the risk for uh, infection is greater. So oh. yeah, there's not much. There's not much. Uh, Keeping her safe. Yep, between between that cord. And uh, mm-hmm. the outside world. So, you no, know, he used more uh, doctorly jargon than I gave you the lay terms. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So you're going to. I do want to know exactly how he worded it because I want to know if you're translating correctly. Yeah. He did not bring up, the, he didn't say that you're gelling up. Oh, he, okay. he said, well, there, it's liquid filled. And so, yeah, that makes sense that in the wintertime you'd have more pain because. They, it's it's filled with fluid so yeah. that it's elastic at the beginning and then as it dissolves into my body the colder then, it is the more mm, the more solid that mm, uh, gel gel, uh, gel is yeah. so it doesn't want to move yep yep yeah Man. yep like That's a diesel a- <laughs> like a diesel in gotta, the gotta warm her up yep. <laughs> Get her oh, warm. That's what Ryan needs is to be able to compare himself to a diesel truck. So you're yes. gonna go uh, uh, buy a, a bunch of pairs of uh, like smart wool I, socks? No, but like I did buy some Hoka shoes because I'm gonna go. I've been running now. Oh, very nice. See, yeah. I just imagine Hoka. that you get a like it's two for one deal when you start buying wool socks though for the winter because out of no, one I'm not pack doing you that. get one pair. I, I'm one, not doing that. I want to know. Foot. I want to know what it's like. After after having a year of not being able to run, not that you you know were like pining to run, but you ever been found like when you can't physically do something that mm-hmm. you thought you always could, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you're like, man, I just really want to do that. Yep. So when you finally did run for the first time, mm-hmm. what was that experience like? Well, I was winded, yeah. but but uh, my my calves cramped up. 
Oh, really? Yeah, they did like bad. So, but that wasn't as weird as walking for the first time after everything got healed up. Okay. Or going up and down the stairs because I would not like, I wouldn't. You had to walk differently. Well, I walked different and it was more like, (laughs) like I was a peg leg. Versus like like the natural. Like I, like I didn't, I didn't bend my ankle very much. And then like going down the stairs, you know, I didn't bend it. And so the therapist guy is like, is that how you walked down the stairs before? I don't know. I've been doing it for 44 (laughs) years. It just happened. I I never stopped to think, huh, and that's how my foot moves. So, so anyway. Who thinks about that? Yeah. Animators. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah. So it was like, I know exactly how you're not doing it. You got it. Mm-hmm. Animators. Yeah. Running was not as weird as walking. figuring out how to walk after not walking for without a boot. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I walked with a boot on if I walked because for eight weeks I wasn't walking at all. Right. So from the time that I ruptured it until the time I could like go for a walk without a boot on, it was like three months or something like that. So in your case, literally walking was not like riding a bicycle. No, I mean, it came back eventually, but yeah, it was like, this isn't, I'm never going to have a normal gait ever again. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I think you hit the right time. Like it takes eight weeks of not walking and you'll forget how to walk. Uh-huh. Yep. That's all it takes. Mm. Yep. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're all healed up and yep. thawed and, uh, thawed. Well, we'll see what happens. When, so the next time you see Ryan in person two. to all of our listeners out there, challenge him to a foot race. <laughs> you could. Yeah. Are you running with Eli? Uh, no, no. He can run five miles. I made a mile and was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> your, your calves cramping up. That's they did. It hurt really bad. Like, yeah. like, oh my goodness. I'm going to lay down on the sidewalk and hopefully a <laughs> trainer from Shanley will come over and Bend your toe back. Right. <laughs> you know, Ryan, at your age, you can't really be doing that. People then just assume that you're like a dead guy on the side of the road. What is your problem? <laughs> I'm just saying. Time is it. <laughs> so anyway, that's an update on my Achilles. I could probably write a lengthy essay on my experience with. You'd be the right man to do it. Man, it was it was something else. You'd be speaking the, the voice of the people for sure. Interestingly oh. enough. Well, I don't need to. I'll 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 bash the hospital off offline. <laughs> not the not any hospitals here, Alaska. Yeah. Well, you said it, not me. But yeah, yeah, it was bad. I, I said it wrong. Alaska. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Alaska. The ones around here have been great, yeah. and so yeah, that surgeon was really good too. But anyway, I'm so biased, but I th- I really do think it, even. Uh, unbiased people would agree with me. Uh, my bias that we have the best hospitals in the country. Right yeah, here. it's really good. Yeah, they mm-hmm. really, really good. Well, similar so. to your time not being able to run, there was something else that we couldn't do for a while because some technical difficulties. Record? No. Oh. <laughs> Get into the that podcast email. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we did. Now we're there. Yep. Had a had a good friend of the podcast say like, "Hey, uh, guys, gonna." Read my emails anytime soon or like what, what emails, what are you talking about? We have emails. Yep. There's a See, podcast email. What we like, like to, specifically? what we like to do is ask people to submit their questions and then never read them. Yeah. <laughs> kind of well, how we roll. Out, kind of our like, stick. I did like go hunt down like, okay, so where on our website does the question go to? Oh, there's a podcast yeah. email. Who has that? Yep. Oh, Ryan did. Okay. Well, 
Ryan's it turns out anymore. that you just had them all forward to your email. <laughs> and so then once you left and Mark closed your email, they just kind of stopped. They went to I the didn't, abyss. I didn't know any of that. So, so, but so we got now, some questions. So, yeah. So we've got a backlog of questions and uh, I think we should, we should at least cover one of them. They are recovered. Yes. All right. We found got them. them. We got there. Okay. We've stored the password to it in a yeah. safe place. So we'll never have this again. <laughs> All right. So let's hear one. Dana, you got one lined up? Oh, I'm reading them? Yes. Oh, I, yeah. Which which one am I reading? Uh, go with the first one. It's fine. There's two questions in the first one. Okay. You the sure? first one from the first. Okay. This is from the TOG. The yes. TOG. We know who he is. So... Question is, are there any Old Testament prophecies of Jesus' death that also talk about the bodily resurrection? There are several, like Isaiah 5.3, that are very clear about suffering and death, and the resurrection is not described. Mm. Mm. Well, what I'd like, yes, there are. Um, actually, uh, I've only had a little bit of time to look at this, and two came to mind that allude to the resurrection. It's not as spelled out as clearly as people think. And that's part of the reason why the thinking that the Messiah must suffer and die and in three days be risen was hard for people to understand until it actually happened. Um, but it is, um, there are cases of it in the Old Testament. But I want to go to Isaiah 5.3 first um, to get at what TOG is talking about. 5 verse 3. Well, now that I'm looking at it, it says Isaiah 53. So there I we go. Know. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is the... I think I know which one he's talking about. If you can find it. Isaiah 53. Yeah, this is uh, uh, okay. the suffering servant who's wounded for our transgression. Um, there it talks about... Um, uh, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Remember that song from um, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? No. No, I never made it through that whole movie. Oh. The siren song? Well, it's uh, Man of Sorrows. <laughs> oh, no. That one, well, anyway. Okay, great movie. Um, <laughs> this is where it comes from, is 53 verse 3. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and was esteemed, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Uh, like a lamb, he was silent." Um, by oppression and judgment, he was taken away and for his generation was considered cut off to the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. Um, he's right. In here, you hear about the death of the suffering servant, which Jesus quotes um, about being the suffering servant, um, about how the Messiah must suffer and die. Uh, but what about the resurrection? There are two that really stand out to me, uh, and it's not a clear resurrection um, uh, slap you in the face, obvious resurrection. But you have Daniel in chapter seven talking about the ancient of day, uh, the ancient of days and um, about the son of man. Now, the reason why to me it speaks of resurrection is because the ancient of days was understood as the judgment of the world when the world would come to an end. Okay. Uh, the day of the Lord. Well, listen to what it says. 
Um, uh, Where are you at? You're Daniel. I'm in Daniel chapter 7. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll start at verse 9. As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow. So this means uh, the judgment of the world, the end of the world. Okay. okay. And the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames. Its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousand served him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The court sat in judgment and the books were opened. This is uh, Daniel's apocalypse, which is very similar to Revelation. Revelation uses a lot of the same imagery that Daniel. So number like a thousand is symbolic. It means like infinity. Yeah, like uh, more than you can imagine. I looked then because of the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking. Horn represented a king. Um, And as I looked, the beast was killed and its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Uh, This means an unlimited amount of time, not forever, but that um, evil forces were allowed to rule over the world. Um, uh, Bad kings, bad people. Uh, but it was limited. That's what season and a time means. So this is talking about the judgment of the world, the end of things when the beast, the evil forces are are destroyed completely. And this is what it says next. I saw in the night visions and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away in his kingdom, uh, one that shall not be destroyed. The language of Messiah being eternal in this context means that everything has been destroyed. And yet what remains is the son of man. In other words, uh, he has gone through death and still is there. Well, that's um, that's a clear um, allusion to what we would call resurrection. Why why is Jesus resurrected? Because he is the Son of Man, and not even death can defeat him or destroy him. Um, so death is always seen as something that the Messiah goes through and is given dominion from the Ancient of Days, which is God, uh, for all eternity. Okay, so there's there's the resurrection theme. All right, but if you go to Job, which is the oldest book in the Bible, um, what I mean by oldest is mean that it's it's the earliest of all of the books in the Old Testament that we know of. We know it was written prior to 1446 BC, which is one of the earlier dates of when the first five books of the Bible are written. Mm -hmm. Job was written most likely closer to 2000 BC. Okay. uh, During the time of, of, of uh, Abraham. Can I be honest for a second? Sure. Job is a hard read, man. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Like, Holy cow. If you're following along on the daily discovery, we just got done with Job a little while ago, like as we record this a couple of weeks ago, I think maybe, or a week and a half. Yeah. Man, how do you understand any of that stuff? So Job is written in a, in a, in a form of uh, conversation, which is basically giving monologues to questions. Uh-huh. And the questions all surround this basic question. Why does bad stuff happen to good people? Mm-hmm. 
Now, if you think about this book being the oldest book in the Bible, this is an old question yeah. that's yeah. been around a long time. As long as there's been people, why, are, why do bad things happen to good people? And here you have Job, who's, who's the best that you can imagine in the eyes of God. And yet, because of God's own reasoning, who knows, uh-huh. God allows the, the devil, allows Satan to torment Job. And in Satan's uh, questioning, it's uh, you're being punished because you're a sinner. And that's why these things are happening to him. And all of Job's friends will argue from those different places that you're suffering because of what you've done, Job. Uh And Job keeps making the case like, I haven't done anything. Yeah. I wish God would just smite me dead rather than letting me continue to suffer. And he doesn't get to a point of blaspheming God. He just is honestly doing what we should all do with the same question, which is, why is this happening? You can ask why, and you can ask why in a place of faith rather than a place of rejecting. People misunderstand that. Anyway, here's the verse. It is uh, Job 19, beginning at verse 25. For I know that my Redeemer lives... Who do we call the Redeemer? Jesus. Jesus. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. Okay, so this is, again, it's uh, an allusion to resurrection. It's beyond death. It's at the last. Okay? And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold and not another. Mm. So not only is Job speaking about seeing his redeemer at the end, but that he himself will be resurrected to see the redeemer. So again, it's a, it's not a clear cut. The Messiah is going to be resurrected after death. Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to say that um, throughout the narration of the old Testament, but there's these, these little bits, these little, teasers, if you will, that resurrection is a very real thing and all of scripture has been pointing to it. Yeah. So hope that works for you, TOG. And uh, uh, if not, give me a follow-up because we know where the email is now. (laughs) (laughs) Can I do a follow-up on this one? Yeah. If you got time. So he he talks about his uh, skin being removed and things like that. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Not removed, destroyed. Destroyed. Well, yeah, sure. Far worse, far worse. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but if, and I, and I hope this doesn't happen, but like, let's say I die today. Sure. Uh, Until, until Jesus comes back Mm -hmm. and the earth, the earth is renewed and all that kind of stuff. Am I still going to be hobbled? (laughs) With my, with my bad Achilles? Like, are, are you in the state that you are? Until, until the resurrection? Until the resurrection. Good question. Um, I, I will give you the best academic answer I can give. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I do know. Uh, let's say Ryan dies today. Yeah. The very next moment that you experience will be the resurrection. Okay. And in the resurrection, you will have a new body. Okay. So I would say, and this is speculation, but I would say based on hope, of the new body, as scripture talks about it, um, that you will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye when the imperishable put, when the perishable puts on imperishability and the, um, uh, the mortal puts on immortality. Um, thus, 
shall the saying be said that sin has been swallowed up in victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? Okay. So I'm quoting Corinthians. Sure. Uh, Paul talking about in a moment. Okay. Instantaneously. And so I would say that means that you would not be hobbled. Uh, and next if you thing were hobbled, restored. And if you were yeah, not just restored, but superpowered. Sure. Like like the new Leveled body up. without sin. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Leveled up. Leveled I up. like it. <laughs> All right. The new game. Okay. Plus. Cool. Yeah, with your power ups. That was <laughs> that was the question I had. All right. Excellent. Good. TOG, thanks for the mm-hmm. question. This was fun. Have more coming. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Who's praying right. today? I'll pray us out of here. All right. Sure. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. And Lord, we thank you that we we can ask these questions and have these conversations. And Lord, we we thank you for guiding us and for that in a twinkle of an eye, we don't have to worry about those things that afterwards you you have our future, you have our present, you have our past in your hand, and you continue to guide us through it. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. And uh, if you want to join us, you know where the place is to go to. 9 o'clock, 1030, every Sunday, online or in person, 4601 South University Drive, atonementfargo.org or atonement.live. For Pastor DJ Lura, Dana Mashevsky, and Sarah DeYoung, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for another riveting episode of that podcast. 